Hello, you are listening to Audio Fanfic Podcast. A Time to Heal by Hera Girl on AO3. Rating Mature. This fic has been archived by the Spooky Awards Archivists. Chapter 13. As the concierge had said it, it took Skinner and Reyes an hour to reach the canyon station in Clarksdale. After parking the car, they walked to an old-fashioned ticket turnstile, where a smiling young girl greeted them cheerfully. How can I help you? We're here for the cowboy train ride, Skinner told her. Well, we have two different schedules, the girl explained. There's the two-hour ride that will take you on the shorter route through the North Verde River Canyon. Then there's the longer that will take you about four hours. What do you think, Monica? Skinner turned to his companion. Well, it's 12.20 now, Reyes calculated. If we take the four-hour, that means we won't get back until 4.30 and still have the hours drive back to the Peninsian. Actually, it'll be five by the time you get back, the girl continued. The next four-hour tour doesn't go out until 1 p.m. Why don't we take the two-hour tour, Walter, Reyes suggested. We'll still see plenty, and it'll get us back to the hotel early enough to take a swim and relax before we decide what to do tonight. Skinner couldn't help but smile as he realized that she was planning on continuing on with him into the evening. It felt both strange and wonderful to be thinking and planning activities as a couple instead of by himself. Okay, then, we'll take the two-hour tour, he told the girl. And what kind of seating accommodations would you like, the girl asked. We can put you in one of the first-class seating cars. It's a plush air-conditioned car with a very luxurious seating. Or you can have seats in one of the open touring cars. The seats are comfortable, and you're right out there with a clear view of everything. Oh, Walter, let's do the open car, Reyes exclaimed. That'll be so much more fun than sitting in a closed compartment. I agree, Monica, Skinner replied, turning back to the girl. We'll have two tickets for the open touring car. The girl smiled and handed them their tickets, gesturing to the waiting train. You can board right over there, sir. Thank you. You've been very helpful, Skinner told her as he accepted the tickets. The girl smiled at him. Thank you, sir. I hope you and your wife enjoy your tour. Skinner felt himself blush at those words. Your wife. His blush deepened when Reyes slipped her hand into his and flashed the girl a brilliant smile. Thank you. I'm sure we will. They passed through the turnstile where the porter took their tickets and directed them to the waiting car. The train itself looked like something out of a picture book of old railroads. At the head of the car was a vintage PF7 diesel locomotive. The next few cars were beautifully antique-looking, Pullmans black with silver trim. The final three cars were the open-air cars. They were charming affairs, polished brown wood with a reddish fringe canopy providing shade. The seats were more like benches, carved wood with comfortable fringe cushions. Bringing up the rear was a picturesque red caboose. Skinner and Reyes boarded their car, and Skinner guided her to one of the benches. He quickly noted that the benches were perfect for two people who wanted to sit close, but not too close together. She took the seat closest to the outside railing, and he sat down beside her to the aisle. A smiling attendant passed through and announced, We'll be pulling out in five minutes. Reyes turned towards Skinner and looked up at him laughing. Well, your blush has finally faded. Skinner pretended he didn't know what she meant. Blush? What blush? That blush you got when the girl called me your wife, she replied. Oh, that one, he responded. 
and to his amusement, he found he was blushing again. Oh, no, not again, Reyes giggled. Walter, what is it about me being called your wife that's making you blush? Skinner looked down at his hands for a moment and then looked back up at her, his face suddenly serious. Maybe it's because I'm old enough to be your father, he told her frankly. Reyes stopped giggling and her eyes met his with warm understanding and affection. Once again, she reached for his hand and held it tightly in her own. But you're not my father, Walter, she replied seriously. And I could never think of you as a father. Then just what am I to you? Skinner asked, suddenly realizing that he needed to hear this, needed to know how she viewed him, even though he was picking a hell of a time and a place to ask. But Reyes didn't appear bothered by the question. You are a kind, decent, gentle, strong, and passionate man, she replied. And to me, right now, you are my friend and my lover. And the one man that I want to spend the rest of this vacation with. Skinner was torn by feelings that he couldn't completely explain. Pride and joy at her words, and the knowledge that this lovely young woman was saying them to him. But also, a sense of shame that he needed, truly needed to hear those words from her. Suddenly there was a jerk and the train began to move forward. Reyes' eyes began to sparkle with excitement as the train began to move, and she pressed closer to him on the bench. Here we go. Oh, Walter, this is going to be so exciting. Her excitement and enthusiasm was contagious, and Skinner began to feel a sense of anticipation as the journey began. Settling in, he placed his arm around her shoulders and pulled her close as they both watched the train station disappear as the train began to move towards the mountain ridge ahead. Before long, it seemed to Skinner as if he had been transported to another time. He realized as the train entered into the mountain ridge that he was making the same journey that settlers and Indians had made more than a century before. As the train began to twist and turn through the various mountain passes on into the canyon, Skinner was struck by the beauty and majesty of the towering red rocks and crimson cliffs. As the train passed through the railroad trestles, he became aware of the years before pioneers, ranchers, and miners had passed through the same trestles. He felt what he was certain was the same sense of awe and wonder that they had felt as they passed through into the wild beauty of this country. The train continued to roll, and they came upon an old settlement, the ruins of which had been a thriving community of Singwa Indians. As the train slowed slightly to allow passengers a clear view, he became aware that Reyes was trembling beside him. He looked over at her and saw a look of sadness upon her face and tears glistening in her eyes. Monica, what's wrong, he asked, concerned. Reyes continued to look out at the ruins, the sadness becoming more intense. I can feel them all around us, the spirits of the people who used to live here, she said softly. Once this place was full of vital, strong men who hunted and fished, and women who raised their children and kept their homes. It was a place filled with people who lived and loved and were one with the land. And now, now this is all that's left. It's so sad. Reyes turned to him, and then he could see two tears had escaped from her eyes and were rolling slowly down her cheeks. I know you must think I'm silly, she whispered. Skinner reached over and brushed away her tears with his hand and then pulled her closer to him, holding her comfortably. No, I don't think you're silly at all, he told her gently. It is sad to think about a civilization that was once here is gone. And I think you have a very large, very warm heart that enables you to feel that sadness so deeply. 
Reyes snuggled closer to him, grateful for the comfort he provided. He kissed the top of her head and then spied something in the grass as the train passed to the end of the encampment. Monica, look. Reyes lifted her head and her eyes followed his pointing finger to see a colony of deer standing at the edge of the ruins. Bucks, does, and fawns, a good 15 to 20 deer by the looks of it. You see, Monica, he told her, it's not all dead here. There is still life in this place. Reyes looked up at him with shining eyes, and the smile on her face warmed his heart. Oh, yes, there is, she exclaimed. Thank you for understanding, Walter. She turned back to watch the deer, an almost childlike joy on her face. Oh, God, they're so beautiful. As the train continued to roll, they passed through the canyon and viewed the mountain lakes and streams. They saw the various types of plants, flowers, and small wildlife that inhabited the canyon. They were enchanted by the blue herons and some of the other wild birds that flew through the air and sang their sweet songs in the canyon, filling it with music. They laughed at the antics of the prairie dogs and actually spied a low coyote on one of the cliffs. Then there came a very special moment. Soaring over the river, dipping majestically as it flew towards the train, was a bald eagle. As it flew towards them, letting out a scream, Skinner felt a deep sense of wonder and a surge of pride. He was watching an eagle, a symbol of American freedom, one of the symbols he had been willing to fight and die for years ago. He stood up and leaned against the railing, watching as the eagle circled around them and flew straight towards the train. Only a few yards away it dipped, so it flew almost eye-level Skinner, just a few yards out. It seemed to Skinner as though the eagle's eyes met his own, and though he knew this wasn't possible, he felt a connection with the great bird. Unconsciously, he straightened and stood at attention, catching his breath at the sight. Then, as if in salute, the eagle dipped its wings before it once again soared upward, emitting a piercing cry as it flew back towards the river. Skinner slowly realized the breath he had been holding and sat back on the bench next to Reyes. She was looking at him with a proud, fond smile, and she slipped her hand into his. His fingers returned her clasp as he spoke. That was an incredible sight, Monica. Yes, it was, Reyes agreed. It was as though you and the eagle were speaking to each other, without words. That's how it felt, Skinner exclaimed, astonished at her perception. I felt... I can't quite explain it, but I felt a connection, as though it were seeking me out. Perhaps it was, Reyes said seriously. Many of the Indian tribes believe that people can share a spiritual connection with the animals of the earth, and that connection draws them to each other. She paused for a moment and gazed at his face searching, checking to see his reaction. I believe you have the spirit of an eagle, Walter, she continued. Proud, strong, and brave. So perhaps the eagle was seeking you out. It saw in you a spiritual brother. Skinner looked back off into the distance, his eyes following the path that the eagle had taken. Then he looked back at Reyes, squeezing her hand even tighter. I don't know about that, he said quietly, but I do know that it was a moment I'll never forget, and I'm so glad you are here to share it with me. So am I, Walter, Reyes repeated, squeezing his hand in return. So am I. Chapter 14 that's one Long Island iced tea and one screwdriver, the waiter said, as he placed their drinks in front of them. Skinner and Reyes were seated at one of the tables at the Mother of Pearl Pool, 
having enjoyed a refreshing swim in opulent surroundings that resembled one of the ancient Roman baths. Now they were lounging in the warm sunshine, perfectly content and relaxed in each other's company. So, any idea on what you'd like to do tonight? Skinner asked. Reyes pondered the question for a moment as she sipped at her Long Island iced tea. Well, let's see. We could go to some of the dance clubs in Phoenix, she proposed. That's one possibility, Skinner agreed. Or we could go over to the Valley View Mall and shop till we drop, was Reyes's next suggestion. Skinner did his best to hide his dismay at that suggestion. Well, if that's what you really want, he said reluctantly, and then saw the wicked gleam in Reyes's eyes and grinned, realizing that she was pulling his leg. Okay, stop that and tell me what you'd really like to do. You mean besides get you back in bed and make wild, mad, passionate love to you? She queried archly. Oh, I am sure I can arrange that particular activity for later on tonight, Skinner countered, finding to his surprise that he enjoyed playing this game with her. But isn't there something you'd like to do before we get down to late night fun and games? Okay, I'll tell you what I really like to do, but you may think it's a bit, well, teenager-ish, Reyes replied. Try me, Skinner prompted. There's this drive-in restaurant on Main Street, the Desert Rose, Reyes answered, her eyes sparking eagerly. They have the best burgers in the world, and their malts are heavenly. I'd like to go there for dinner, and then I'd like to see a movie. I'll say this for you, Monica. You are full of surprises, Skinner said, shaking his head. I'd offer you your choice of anything that you'd like to do, and you choose a burger and a movie. It almost sounds like a first date. Exactly, Reyes exclaimed. Oh, I know it really isn't a first date, but that's what I want to share with you tonight. An old-fashioned date, just like a couple of kids. What do you say? Skinner thought for a moment. I say I think I'd love to have an old-fashioned date with you, Monica, he replied. Just one question, though. Who gets to pick the movie? I do, of course, Reyes replied. After all, I asked you for the date, so I get to pick the movie. No, no, Skinner groaned. Chick flick, right? Reyes stuck her tongue out at him, then ducked as he threw up a bald napkin at her. Oh, you think you know me so well, don't you? She queried. It would serve you right if I did make you take me to a chick flick. I'm sure I could find a theater playing something like Chocolate, House of Mirth, or Return to Me, or maybe a revival house where we could see something like Dark Victory or Camille. Skinner groaned again, but decided not to say anything more since he didn't want to tempt her to make good on that threat. Actually, there's a theater a few miles north of the Desert Rose that specializes in revivals. Reyes continued. I checked, and they're running High Noon this week. I'd love to see that movie. High Noon? Skinner asked. Isn't that a Western? It sure is, Reyes answered. One of the best, with Gary Cooper and Grace Kelly. It's also one of my favorites. I hate to admit this, Skinner told her, but I've never seen it. You're kidding, Reyes exclaimed. I can't believe you've never seen that movie. That settles it, then. We're going to see High Noon. I can't imagine a better way to spend the evening than seeing in a dark theater, seeing one of my favorite movies on a big screen, and sharing it with you. Skinner took a long pull at his screwdriver, draining the glass, and then he stood up. If that's the case, Monica, I suggest we head back to our rooms, he told her. I have to get ready for a hot date. If you like this story and would like to contribute, you can do so by going to our Patreon page at 
www.patreon.com forward slash audio fanfic pod. As a patron, you are granted early access to one new story of your choosing per month. Thank you for listening. And remember, the stories are out there.